Blog Talk Radio. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though, ambition flow inside my DNA. I was born like this, it's born like this. Immaculate conception, I transform like this, perform like this. With y'all, she was new weapon. I don't contemplate, I meditate, then off your fucking head. This that puts the kid to bed. This that I got, I got, I got, I got realness. I just Ocean cuts is in my DNA. I got millions, I got riches building in my DNA. I got dark, I got evil that rot inside my DNA. I got off, I got trouble, some heart inside my DNA. I just win again, then win again, like Wimbledon I serve. Yeah, that's him again. The sound that engine in is like a bird. You see fireworks and corvette tire skirt, the boulevard. I know how you work, I know just who you are. See, use a, use a, use a bitch, your hormones probably switch inside your DNA. All that sucker shit inside your DNA Daddy probably snitched Heritage inside your DNA Backbone don't exist Burn outside a jellyfish I gauge See my pedigree most definitely don't tolerate the front Shit I been through probably offend you This is Paula's oldest son I know murder, conviction, burners, boosters, burglars, ballers Dead, redemption, scholars, fathers dead With kids and I wish I was fed Forgiveness, yeah, 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 yeah Soldier's DNA Born inside the beast My expertise check out in second grade when I was nine, on sale motel, we didn't have nowhere to stay. At 29, I've been so well hit cartwheel in my estate. And I'm gon' shine like I'm supposed to. Anti-social extrovert. And excellent mean an extrovert. And absentness, what the fuck you hurt? And passiveness never struck my nerve. And that's a rift gonna be this case. The reason my power's here on earth. Salute the truth from the prophecy. I, I got loyalty, got royalty. Alright, welcome to the Wednesday night wind down. Welcome to with your host, Shamor. And, of course, NIM. And folks like the N in NIM and the M in NIM are here. So everybody's at work on time. I love it. Uh, Today we have a guest. So we're going to be very, very good. And we're going to stay focused. And we're going to um, not participate in any of the side bars that we usually have a little trouble with. And if you believe that, I have some Lakeview land to sell you in the middle of the desert. I can't make any promises. That's not how we roll. But we are going to um, have Ebony Abbey of Diamante publications here to talk about what's going on in that world. So we are going to behave uh, a bit for that. I want to go ahead and let the M in them here and say hello. Hey, traveling lady. Hi. Good evening. How are you, darling? I will not complain. How about that? Okay, good. You won't complain. <laughs> and then there is the N in them, and that N stands for all kind of things. How are you, sir? I'm doing great this evening. How are you? Great. No complaints over here. That's what's up. We don't want to hear them anyway. I know it. I already knew it. So, um, 
after we um, allow Ebony to give us all of her updates and what's going on, we're going to then turn to a little conversation. Uh, the topic of the evening is family. And whatever does that mean in the 21st century? And, um, you know, what's important and what effects does, you know, um, the 21st century itself have on a family, you know, technology and what have you. Uh, do we have a change in morals that affects family? You know, what affects family? Uh, so we're going to talk about this in the second half of the show. But with no further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring Miss Ebony Abby on in the studio so that we can jump right into everything going on with Miss Ebony Abby. So we got to give you some applause. We're glad to have you here. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Great. So everybody, we know Ebony. Ebony, that's everybody. You got a little Ron, you got a little Iman, and of course you got some Shamora. So here's the thing. <laughs> Y'all had me twerking with that intro music all in the car. I was getting it too. I know. I was jamming over here. I had to try to come and calm myself down. I was like, take it down or not. I was fighting into You a mess. I like that song. Don't have to check on that. <laughs> Yeah, and I figure, you know, we talk about family at some point in the show. Why not talk about DNA? Let's say that do it for it. So, you know, it was fitting. Well, well, good way to do I'm it. Sorry. How you been? I'm sorry a little bit. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Just Now, you know, I do care about your problems, everything. even though he said no, he didn't. <laughs> See? I care. Oh, my girl. That's what I'm talking about. That was about. funny, though. It was hilarious. It was not funny. It was not funny. I said, well, dang. It's not hilarious. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Ron is blunt. Ron has always been blunt. So you didn't expect anything but bluntness to come out of his mouth. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We, you call it bluntness. We call it fuckery. Same thing. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> however it comes out. I'm just glad you can appreciate me for who I am, everybody. How you doing? Well, you know, Ron, you ain't never did nothing to me, so I ain't mad at you. And I ain't going to do nothing bad till you starting tonight, me. <laughs> well, perfect. <laughs> See, then I feel like your bluntness. Hey, Imad, I just want you to clock this. See how long it takes for the, the pitch and the woo to start. I sure, I sure will. I got my eye on it. Okay. And okay. my eye all the way on sure it, honey. How you doing, boo? Hey, Miss Ebony, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Taking a moment to myself. I even came out to the car and shut the door because I got a 12-year-old that just won't let me breathe. He don't be here for it. (laughs) His other mama mama ain't been paying him no mind, so he harasses me. I'm Shamor. Uh Mm-mm. That was a little bit of a jab, a little bit of a slug and some shade. Mm, No, that's your kid. I just had him. And, and I love him. I just, you know. I, he loves you, too. Balance everything. I mean, he balancing everything. But, um, I, you know, you know he's my prom date. 
Right. He doesn't know that, right? Listen, He's taking me to his prom. Listen, does, you need to girl, make sure he knows that. Let me tell you, if you could keep them little ratchet hoochies away from my son that be chasing after him, <laughs> I'm all the way here for it, okay? All the way here. Because between the little skanks at his school and all them little white girls he had on the Bahama cruise, I just can't understand. Girl, that picture was killing me. I like, I just liked it. But on everybody kind of was going in. I said, look at all these people going in on my baby. I was like, yeah, okay, we're going to have to talk about this later, but I'm not going to get you on Do you want to know how that conversation went? No. I said, Shaquan, so you like white girls? He said, Mama, I like girls, period. Don't care what they look like, as long as they look good. Okay. And, you know, as a mom, there was one end of me that said, well, can you bring a little melanin up in here? But then on the other side, it was he likes girls. He likes girls. I'm here for it. Yeah, I don't give, I don't care who he likes, whatever works. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you I had to, you know. Sad, but that is something that you have to definitely give credit to right now. It's like yeah. with our with our youth, you have to give credit if they like the opposite sex so that they, you know, can at least give you a grandbaby or something. Girl, okay. listen, I want whoa, some little whoa, girls whoa, to stay away from my baby. Whoa, whoa, not grandbaby. I mean, at some point. Not but, tomorrow. But, yeah, not tomorrow, and, and preferably, you know, with a melanated woman. Well, you know what? I'll tell you this. Every girl I've ever seen him date has been black. Hold now, on. when we went on this Bahamas cruise. Wait, you said every girl you've seen him date, and he's 12. Wow, he is a player player. Yeah, he done had about three girlfriends in the past year or so. They've all been black. One of them was Asian and black, but they've all been black. And actually not even white complexion, more than mama's tone. So, you know, I'm here for that. Um, but when we went on this cruise to the Bahamas, yeah, I didn't see too much um, chocolate rolling around here. I'm a little confused. Well, but, you know, I just figured he just adapted to his surroundings at that point. Well, be careful because there's, uh, there's an ongoing theme of Miss Moore Book being infatuated or having middle school young boys infatuated with her. So you may want to watch out. Let me tell let me tell you something. My son has been infatuated with Shamor since two thousand and twelve. <laughs> it's been that long. I mean he will quick and come snatch my phone like Mom I gotta call Miss Shamor because I think I need to call her. Like it's like he has a sixth sense of when she needs to talk to him. And he will quick and grab that phone. And then she co-signed. She was like, you know what? I did need to talk to you. Yeah, you can't yeah, tell him nothing. I'm going to start calling her Moore Kelly. Dang, <laughs> <laughs> Shamor, he throwing you under the bus. I hate him. Baby, this is all the time. Any Anytime he gets that chance, you open the door, that joker goes through it. I think so. I am done. I can't. So what, I can't so what we talking about today? We talking about families. Well, first we gonna let you tell everybody about what you got going on. See, because you got you do so much, and I don't think people know. Cause one one minute you'll be promoting a book, and the next thing you making a video. I'm like, what the heck? She's doing everything. So I think you, you know, know this is one of times where you can kind of like let everybody kind of know. Why he say that again? Because that is what it is. Because you're everywhere. Black girl magic. And I think that's so cool. Like, you know, everybody, you know, everybody kind of tries to make authors kind of one-dimensional. Like, oh, you just write. But 
Now you can't do that. We're like a whole brand of amazingness. So no. I, I do want you to be able to share with everybody, like, just how amazing you are. How do they know? Uh, well, you know, I don't like being boxed out. Um, I don't, I've, I've never been just into one thing. Um, I've heard the stereotype, never trust a person that has more than one hustle. You shouldn't trust somebody that's content with one. Because, see, I'm not about that life. Um, mm-hmm. I write, I own a publishing company, I have an event planning business, I own a mobile notary company as well called the Queen of Notary, um, all over the Atlanta area. I did two seasons of the Literary Ladies of the ATL, which was a webisode, and I just joined a social club called the Atlanta Hills, where I have just been named the PRR, simply because they watch me on Facebook too. they like, um, you need to be running the, the, the social club page too. Because you seem to be talking to everybody, and you post a picture, and 300 likes later. And I'm like, you know what? That's stuff that people pay attention to that I pay no attention to. Mm-hmm. I post a picture and go on about my business. I do not be sitting there trying to see who liked it, who had something to say. People get mad at me. I get inboxes. Like, I commented on your picture, and you didn't say nothing because I wasn't sitting there waiting for the comment. I'm sorry. Right. I post it, and I'm gone. I, I got so many things going on. I am wrapping up the last six months of my bachelor's so that I can apply to law school and studying for my LSAT as well. So okay, I do have my hands in a lot of things. Um, I have boys, and I feel like I am the epitome of what they're going to bring home. I don't have a daughter to where I'm worried about what she's going to turn out to be. I have to worry about what type of ranchery my boy is going to bring through my front door. And I'm a firm believer that they're going to do what they see. You know what I mean? I mean, all the way mm-hmm. down to, you You know, you know, you got these people who tell their kids, do as I say, not as I do. You got to go to college. But they behind, they ain't even finish high school. I'm not that mama. Right. I'm not telling them to do nothing I ain't did myself. Shaquan will right. tell anybody his mama is the strongest woman he knows. He will tell you that. And he tells, he tells, me, everybody he tells that. that story. So well. Yeah. He, is so he well does. And he, I mean, just imagine is. imagine how he tells it at 12, Shamor. Now he's know. just like, yo, my mama done been through chemo. She done had surgeries. And my mama run four businesses. Matter of fact, prime example, he came home from school the other day. And me and him have such a different relationship than I have with my youngest. My youngest is a daddy's baby. But I believe mm-hmm. that, especially with our youth, you have to have an open line of communication. It's important. So Quan comes home, and I'm like, hey, Pop, how was school? He was like, man, Mama, let me tell you. And I'm like, oh, come on, let's, you know, come on in the kitchen. I was in there whipping up some dinner. And he said, man, this girl tried to mess out of me today. I said, what happened? And I don't react to the things that he says because I don't want him to stop talking to me. So, see, he knows uh-huh. that when he's coming to tell me something, there's no limits to what can come out of his mouth. I want him to tell the story just the way it happened so I get a full understanding as to how I'm supposed mm-hmm. to reply. So every once in a while, if it was a cuss word toss within the conversation, he'd be like, Mama, so I got to say something I ain't supposed to say. But she was being such an asshole, and I just couldn't understand. And I'm like, well, wow, what was she doing that would make you say that or make that your choice of words? Like, I want to understand why that's where your mind went in this particular conversation. So mm-hmm. his school is pretty mixed, and he was having a conversation with a white girl who told him that, he wasn't as smart as people thought he was because the only thing he was privy to was $200 sneakers and name brand clothes. Mm. 
And wow. he in turn told her, if that's what you think, then so be it. But last I checked, I'm in the same classes as you advanced. Okay. She Let then told on. him, girl, it gets better. Because Shaquan is one of those kids, you got to push the envelope before he reads you. See, I read that little heifer in the, middle, in the first bit of the conversation because that's my personality, <laughs> but it's not his. So he then tells her, well, then she then tells him, and I bet you ain't never been nowhere either. Have you even traveled? Have you been outside of Georgia? Shaquan then got irritated with her and goes, first of all, I can speak Japanese because I lived in Japan for two and a half years and I went to school there. That's number one. Yes, Number two. Yes. Oh, yeah, he was even better. And I just sat there because I was scared of what he was going to tell me he said next because I know at some point she irritated him trying to call him stupid. And we know that child ain't dumb. Kwani got skipped into the sixth grade, sweetie. You on your right level. He's a little bit ahead of you. So I want you to have a seat and shut your mouth. So then he tells her, and I also lived in England for three years where I attended a British school and got driven to school in a cab because that's the way they do things over there. He said, and then I came to the United States where I was a year and a half ahead of you people, which is why I'm 11 years old at sixth grade and you're 13. Yeah, he gave it to her. He said, and while also on the subject, yeah, because she was doing the most. See, my baby wasn't here for that. He said, also on the subject, I've been to Disney World nine times. And uh, we go out of the country every year for spring break. Can you say the same? He said, and then so you, since you want to talk, my mama owns four companies, never leaves out the house if she don't want to, and I own two of them. Mm. I said, well, baby, did you read it like that? He said, yeah. He said, and if I had my business card, I'd hand her one of them too. I said, I know. <laughs> I ain't have nothing to say because I felt like for 12 years old, he read it as filth as best he could, and it was fine with me. Cause you he didn't read it. He read it. You were well, twenty-one. Girl, you know I, mean? I mean, I just sat there and I looked, and my husband looked at me, and I looked at him, and we just shook our heads. And I said, "It's a shame that he's stereotyped because of the clothes that he chooses to wear." Shaquan likes expensive clothes, and as long as them straight A's come through this door, he can have whatever he wants. So yes, he wears Jordans. Yes, he wears Lebrons. He's got an MCM belt, an MCM book bag, whatever he asks for, he can have. As long as I got my A's. You do mm-hmm. what I ask, I do what you ask. That's the way I look at it. So it's, so it's it's really all about showing them that leverage. You Your only responsibility is to go to school and clean your room. You don't have a hard job. So see, if you can give me what I want, I can give you what you want. If you can't give me what I want, then I give you nothing. And we can go to Walmart and we can go straight back to uniforms. Those are my rules. Mm-hmm. Quan can't bring a B into this house. Tristan is still on an AD level because he's only in second grade. We building. Shaquan knows better than to bring me a B because it's not going to go well. Because the conversation is going to go as follows. What the heck happened here? And he's got to prove to me is that he don't understand, not that he in school playing around and he's not paying attention. Because mm-hmm. I, I like this it. AD could go either way. I like that. And we had a whole conversation like I was talking to a grown man. So, yeah, I never <laughs> negate what he can do. So, uh-uh. Uh-uh. so he can okay. miss Mr. Moore with that, too. Mr. Moore wants to raise <laughs> too, because she knows he's capable. He loves you. He always, mommy, you talk to Mr. Moore. She all right? 
I'm like, she good. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, okay. I love him. He's just such a young man. Man, I mean, the epitome of men, of young men. Well, you know, this subject down. is perfect for me because, you know, I'm all about family. Me and my little family. Mm-hmm. My kids right, so speaking, I right, my husband right. Speaking of all these four businesses, can you tell us a little bit more about what you're working on right now as far as your publication company and your book? Because I think um, yeah. we've got a new title coming out here in a, in a couple of weeks or a couple of days. What we got? I do. I'm at book number 10. I've dropped 10 books um, in four years. I am going to be dropping my 10 after December. I'm going to still run um, Diamante, but I'm not going to write anymore um, after I write my brother's life story. That'll be the last thing I release on December 14th. And that will be 14 books before I tap out. Um, my brother was murdered last January um, while in the car with people who he considered his friends, people I thought were his friends, because these are kids that he grew up with that have spent the night at my house and ate food in my kitchen. Um, mm. I've been working on that story since he was killed, because I've kind of been writing it as it happened. Um mm-hmm. But and then that's kind of how I decided to do law school too. Is just messing around with this case, talking to the DA, and every time I talk to him, I'm just so engrossed in the case and who's doing what and who's gonna get what time. And by the time I get through talking to this man, he's like, "Ebony, you would be a great lawyer. I don't know why you haven't done it." And then I, you know, I told him one day I said, "Well, I got diagnosed with lupus six years ago." And my hands used to swell so bad when I was in my last semester of just my associates. I vowed to myself, if I could finish that associate, I would just stop. And I did. And it's because I thought that at that point I was doing so bad, I didn't think that I'd be able to go any further school-wise because I didn't think my body could handle it. Well, over time, I've gotten a lot better. I don't flare as much. My hands don't swell as bad. My husband's out of the military, and my kids are older. So I literally told my husband, I said, I think I want to go to law school. He was like, yeah, okay. And the next day I called my school and I re-enrolled, and that was in November. And I've been working on wrapping up my bachelor's so that I can apply, you know, so I can take my LSATs and stuff. So I just feel like once I finish up with this degree, I want to be able to still be mommy and dedicate as much time to law school as I need. So I'm going to have to delete one of the hustles. So I'm not going to write. I'll continue to publish. I'll continue to travel with the boys and their children's books and, you know, what they're doing. But I'm just I'm just going to take one thing out of the equation so that my time is still uh, managed properly because my family is so important. My kids are so accustomed to, you know, being able to say mommy and me dropping everything. I don't want to add anything to the plate. I'd rather take something away and then add than to add mm-hmm. on and I know that it's full. Mm-hmm. Um I am working on a story right now with one of my authors, the only one I write with, because me and her, get, we get a story in mind, and it just seems to take a life of its own. Every once in a while, you find somebody you can really vibe with, and mm-hmm. I, I swear, I always tell her, I'm not writing anything else with you, and then something will happen, and we'll get to talking about something, and we come up with a whole storyline. So we're mm-hmm. working on something, which you'll be the first to hear the title, because nobody's heard it. Um, it's called okay. Worth More Than a Million. Um, it's about a guy who was in a life of crime. He meets this woman um, in, a, in his lawyer's office when he decides that he wants to go legit. 
and, you know, they kind of have a little fling or whatever. And when she finds out he's going to change his name and go live this legit life, she decides she wants to go with him. So she goes with. They live this cool, calm, and collective life for about 10 years, and then he gets a phone call. He's being called by his government name, which nobody should know, and they go into telling him that they have his wife and her son and that they want a million dollars for him to get them back. He, in turn, tells them, well, if you can call me by my name, then you know who the hell I am, and you know that this ain't no good idea because I'm going to leave a trail of bodies when I come looking for you about mine. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, whatever, bring us our money. He's like, okay, fine. And he ends the conversation and goes, I'm going to give you your million, but my family's worth more than a million. Mm-hmm. So I'm working that. That'll release um, in July at the Atlanta Kickback. Ooh. And then I have um, <laughs> I have something else called um, Wrong Turn that I'm working with both of my authors, Tracy and Vet. And then I'm, outside of that, I've been working with my seven-year-old on his children's books because he's got four out, and he's got about three this year. To sit down with him, he's seven. I have to sit down and let him toss ideas at me and, you know, just kind of help him work his story. And then my husband, Slick, mentioned that we only got one book together, so I think he's going to try to sucker me into another one with him before I drop this pen. Okay, but well, that's as what you're supposed to do. It's not supposed <laughs> to be, you know, everybody's there. You know, you got to go ahead and do that. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Especially before this yeah. pin drops, you got to do that. Well, we have one together, but he's not feeling that. He's like, we only got one book together. I'm like, babe. So I'm, I'm guessing. I'm not even I, – I know that he's not going to present it right now because he's working on part two to his series. But I'm pretty sure sometime next year I'm going to have this one book with my husband somewhere because he's going to be like, well, you write it as it comes and you take your time, but you're going to write this book. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised if even after I say I'm done, then that would be the only thing that comes out because I don't and you're think not he's done. easing yeah. up on that. You don't, and I'm you not going to tell him no. That's my baby. Mm-hmm. That's my baby. I don't know how to tell him no, so I'm pretty sure. <laughs> We'll be um, so, working on something. You shouldn't. You should be able to uh, tell him you one person. Yeah, yeah. yeah one person, you should be able to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, let's see. We talked about books. There were some other things we talked about. Talk to us about being um, a publishing company yourself. Um, you know, we often hear... I often hear like some horror stories, and then you know I, I know that there. I mean, because people still do it, there has got to be some glory in doing it. So a little bit about um, being responsible for other authors' words and their babies. You know, you know, it's um, it's bittersweet. Um, that has been with me since I started the company. Um, my cousin Tavon is signed to me. He's locked up in Virginia. He's been with me since I started the company. Daquan Glover um, signed to me maybe four or five months after I started the company because he met my cousin in prison. He's got one year left, so he's been writing. And then I got um, a new author, Mikado. <clears throat> Mikado got railroaded. Mikado is a pure case of being railroaded in the South. 
Mikado caught 27 years for trafficking heroin, and it wasn't even enough heroin for 27 years. But wow. come to find out, the judge's daughter overdosed on heroin, so it was personal. He should have been recused from the case once they found that out, but nobody pushed the issue, and he gave him 27 years. So um, typically my rule is a year and a half or less if I find somebody in prison because what I like to do is have them build themselves up, write your book, let me market you, you know, let us put you out there. By the time you get out, you'll be ready for book signings, blog, radio, everything. Everything that I do, you'll be prepared for because you'll have Mm -hmm. enough in your catalog to be able to talk and to be able to talk for hours about yourself. Um, Mikado was mm-hmm. a special case because I, I felt like he was railroaded. And with me being in school for this stuff, it piqued my attention. Um, and he could write. He handed me six books at one time and was like, wow. they're all done. Um, so he was mm-hmm. ready. He had been writing since he got in there. He's very talented. Um, then I got my girls. My girls are out here with me. There's Ben and there's Tracy. Tracy um, just dropped against his best friend and is already – 75% into the short film being completed on her book. Um, part two is almost done. Tracy works. Um, when I look for people that I find, I like grind. I like people that are like me. Um, Vet, I call her my mini-me. Vet has five kids. Vet goes to school. Vet works a full-time job. And Vet can still find time to write a book in 30 days. She reminds That's me right. of myself. She is team no sleep. Tracy, I th- I want to tell you, Tracy has two or three children. She works at McDonald's. We've heard all of the, this girl work at McDonald's. How's she doing all this stuff? Because she believes in herself. And mm-hmm. see, when you believe in you, I ain't got no problem believing in you. Right. It's, it's, it's all about that trickle effect. And, I mean, I've mm-hmm. had some authors that were signed to me that I dropped. I've gotten the screenshots, the, oh, she's not paying me, the, oh, she, um, She's not who y'all think she is, all because you couldn't have your way or because your book didn't sell. And I'll tell anybody, the book game is like the dope game. What you put into it is what you get out of it. So if you're not putting no effort into it, you're not promoting yourself, if every word that comes out of your mouth is not about your book, don't ask me why you're not making no money. Because, see, I pay my mortgage mm-hmm. on mine. I ain't got no problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have my own mm-hmm. brand outside of this company. KS Oliver is a whole nother brand. Diamante is another brand. They're both mine but they are very different. When I write, Mm -hmm. I have to market me. I'm not marketing this whole company. I'm marketing KS Oliver. When I'm sitting in a restaurant and my waiter comes up to the table, I ask her, do you like to read? And I hand her two cards, a KS Oliver card and a Diamante card. Go on both websites. There's plenty there. If everything that you do is not about you and your brand, no matter what it is, don't look at everybody else sideways when it's not lucrative for you. Mm Mm-hmm. So there, uh, there are upsides and downsides, but when it's all said and done, I like what I do. And if all else fails, there's still Cass Oliver, there's still B. Abby, there's still T.K. Abby, and there's still Shaquan McKnight. Those don't mm-hmm. stop. I could shut down the whole Diamante publication, and I'm still going to be straight. Because before there was a Diamante, there was a Cass Oliver. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this before that company. I can continue doing it. And people be like, I'm not making no money. How is it that you're making money? You don't even work a nine to five because I I do this business. That's me, nine to five mm-hmm. and two and three in the morning. Please believe that every question I ask on Facebook, every conversation I have has something to do with one of them books. I may not say it that way, but it does. Right. 
It does. It's incorporated somewhere in that story. I guarantee it. And that's, I mean, People, that's important for branding. It's, it's that's marketing. important for branding mm-hmm. and definitely um, keeping everything relevant, you know. So I get mm-hmm. it. Tristan has a book release coming up at his school. I talked to his teacher. We literally gave away 25 books. Everybody in his class got a book. He signed all the books. I brought cupcakes to the school. It's another avenue. These are kids his age that think the same thing he do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when they read his mm-hmm. book, they can relate. And then guess what happens? When we give away the books, we give away a flyer with the website and stuff on it. And then guess what happens next? Next thing you know, somebody's mama's talking about, yeah, my son is in school with your son. But, girl, I've seen some books on your website that I need. Can you bring me some? Sure can. <laughs> it's all in your marketing. Tristan right. wears his Diamante shirt to school. Tristan wears his um, KS Kids Corner um, shirt to school. Both of my kids have T-shirt lines. They have sweatshirts with Diamante on them. Whatever they choose to do is what they choose to do. See, I'm going to market me 24-7. Shaquan has right. a shirt line. Shaquan prefers to be called King Kwan. He does not understand why that when you're a kid, you have to be called a prince. He doesn't like it. So guess what? I respect what he wants to be called. I call him what he wants to be called. So anything I ever get him, birthday cakes, whatever, says King Kwan on it. So one day he tells me, Mom, I got a T-shirt idea. I said, what you got? He said, I think it should be a T-shirt that says, who says there's an age limit on being crowned the king? So what did his hmm. mother do? She hit up her graphic designer and told her I needed this T-shirt made. Then I had the T-shirt made, and I put it on his bed. You now have a T-shirt line. And I'll be if about 10 of his friends ain't walking around in the same shirt as him with a different color. All right. It's, it's all about, and it's about passing it down. It's like I don't want them to think that because I'm successful, I'm just going to hand you everything. I'm going to hand you plenty, but I want you to create your own lane too. Mhm, mhm. And then, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit that you are igniting, it matters. Um, I don't think enough of our uh, young people get that um, fire lit, you know, until – they're older, and so to start younger thinking, you know, I can have my own business. I can do my own thing, and it mm-hmm. can be something, you know, productive, and it can be something prosperous. You know, they, they need to feel like um, that doing their own ideas can be enough, and so it's, it's good that you are um, fostering that in him early so that he has time to do whatever it takes to get to the point where he's doing that thing that works for him. Because I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times we come out of college and we got this degree and we're like, boom, I'm supposed to have this great business right now. And you haven't had time to, to learn, like to crawl first. Yeah, you got to crawl first. So right, it doesn't work like that. By 21, I'm running, you know. So that's good. I, I, I think that's great that he gets that opportunity. So thank you for doing that, yeah. Mom. Well, thank you. Okay, so let's see. Yes. We talked about all of the stuff we were supposed to talk about. We talked about the company. We talked about books. I have 10 of them. Um, the Karma series is probably the most fun I had writing a book. Me and Vet did that together. Um, kind of a almost a scandal type of thing. Um, young girl goes to work in the mayor's office. She's infatuated with this mayor. Um, I got a review that said, I'm trying to figure out why she was so in love with this man that she never met. Well, you mean to tell me half the women in the world is in love with Obama from watching him on TV. 
I clearly said that he was the local mayor and that she had grown up watching this man on television. Mm-hmm. And she just had a thing for him. Girl, I got a thing for Nelly. Me and my husband going to have to have an agreement if Nelly ever walked through here. Because um, <laughs> I feel like I should get a hall pass for that. But that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. But I feel like he should give me a hall pass if Nelly come rolling up through here. Or if anybody from New Orleans come rolling up through here and talk to me for more than five minutes. Because I'm going to be like, oh, my. And, you know, tennis come <laughs> off and things just go wrong. But I'm just saying. You know, in this case, she lives in a little small girl. I don't think it's going to work like that. He already know. He know. You should have heard me when we went to go see The Fate of the Furious. I was talking about how fine Vin Diesel and The Rock was. Jesus be a fan. Oh, honey, listen. (laughs) So, yeah, she's, you know, she's grown up looking at this man on TV. She thinks he is the finest thing since sliced bread. And she gets to go work as an intern in his office. And you know how that goes. She's flirting with him. He's flirting with her. They have an affair. She gets pregnant. She thinks he's leaving his wife. Now, we all know how that goes. Probably 10% of men leave leave the wife for the side shit. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all. And so, therefore, she has to deal with that. So, you know, you know most women, there's a matter of postpartum. And postpartum woman is a dangerous woman. So mm-hmm. she she's ready to wreak havoc on everything in her past because you lied to her. You know how men are. I mean, not all of them, but you know how they are. He told her, you know, it was all about her, told her he wanted to be with her. Don't worry about his wife. Don't worry about his kid. You know, don't worry about that because when it's all said and done, she's just here for the perks. And, when it, you know, when everything hits the fan, it's going to be all about you, except when she said she was pregnant, he flipped the script. Mm-hmm. And he was not trying to go home and tell his wife that. Mm-mm. So things are going to go not a little at south. All. It's, it's going to get a that's little that's real. That's how it goes, right, Ron? How, how it usually goes. Ron, I got quiet. Yeah, Ron, I'm going to try and I'm, I'm not even going to feed into it. You talked about all this Why stuff. Not? You want to. You want to introduce me into the bullshit part of the conversation. Nope, I'm not going to. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Well, here's my thing. I'm a little different, you know. You know, my daddy put me up on game a long time ago. So I think like men think. And in my opinion, he broke all the freaking rules when he was smashing his side chick with no condom in the first place, knowing damn well he wasn't leaving his wife. So you breaking all kind of rules. You got this chick feeling special. You got you got your side chick feeling like she get main chick privileges. If you would have kept it one thousand and let her know what her lane was, we wouldn't have this problem. Mhm. That's my opinion. But of course, I didn't write it that way. He broke all the rules, and yeah, he gonna have to pay for that. And she and the way she wreaks havoc in this book, it's a mess. I would have did. That's all I'm gonna say. Cause I don't play no games. Do not play with good. my emotions. Some pretty good stuff. Don't play with my emotions. Do not play with my emotions. Yes. Well, I feel like heartbreak is the know. worst thing in the world. Heartbreak is the worst pain you can experience because you can't take no aspirin for that. You got to deal with that until it until it passes over. So see, I'm one of those chicks in real life. I'll tell a dude in a minute if you only want to smash, please say that because we ain't even gotta fake the funk. Because if I think you're fine enough, then we can do that. We ain't got we ain't got have no relationship. We don't have to do none of that. I had an open relationship with my husband for 
a year and a half, the first time we ever met, my panties was on the floor. And we met online. We met online. He lived in Japan. He was like, listen, I'm coming to see you. I said, okay. And, yeah, that's what it was. And for me, I mean, anytime somebody says something about having sex on the first night, I'm like, shit, I did. And he married me, so whatever. But then, you know, he comes in there like, that's not true. We talked for a year and a half. I'm like, yeah, but physically in front of each other the first time, it was a wrap. Because I feel like you grown. Mm-hmm. Grown, you do what the hell you want to do. Who got time and to be trying to play for six months rules? Don't nobody got time for that. And see, that's a conversation that we've had on here previously where, um, you know, it was a debate the guys had about does that make you a whole being um, having sex on the first night, does that make a woman a whole, and what constitutes a woman being a whole. We, you know, we had this discussion maybe a year ago, and I let the guys do it. And um, that's the, kind of the same thing that they said. You know, we grown. You make decisions about being grown. So that's yeah, because man's, who got time a to man's play? mind? I mean, who has time to play? Well, I told you I have a man's mind face more. I'm telling you, when my husband asked me to marry him, I laughed. And I was like, what? And he was like, nah, for real. We going to get me. And it wasn't even no down on the accent. It was some, I told you, he came in town to see me. After we done talked for a year and a half, we was all in love, but I never intended to get married. That wasn't a part of my my plan. I wasn't the little girl who wanted the big poofy dress and the husband and the kids. I didn't want kids. I didn't want a husband. I wasn't interested in any of that. I just wanted to do me. I owned a house at 22. I had two cars. I worked at a lawyer's office, and I had my older son. That was fine. It was just me and Quan, and I intended for it to stay that way. So me and I were having a conversation because he came in town and he was doing too much. Okay, we smashed on the first day. Now a whole week done went by. You still at my house. We kicking it. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Then he wants me to go out of town with him to Mississippi to meet his family. I'm like, well, shit. This is like some relationship stuff. I don't know. So I told my mother, I was like, I'm not going away with him. He could be a mass murderer. She's like, whatever. I'm thinking to myself, well, I ain't no way. But I was like, well, you know, I never really had a guy ask me to go out of town to meet nobody. So this was something new. And why was that? Because I never got close enough for them to even have that opportunity. See, I ain't mm-hmm. play games like that. I was too busy doing me. Like, I was the worst type of chick to date at that point in my life because I wasn't interested in being in love with you. I wasn't interested in being your girlfriend. I'm not going through your phone. I'm not calling nobody because nine right. times out of ten, while you talking to the next chick, I got another dude on my phone anyway. So it didn't matter. I really just lived my own life in my own Yeah, I was just, like, I was really minding my business. Never been into sleeping with a whole bunch of dudes. So normally I was dating about three or four of them. I get rid of them as soon as they get too close and probably sleeping with one. And that was that. But then after we went to Mississippi, I said to him, I said, okay, I have a question. Because, see, he started to confuse me at this point. Because we went from this open relationship over the phone, so to speak, where I could kind of do what I wanted to do, but he knew that I loved him, to meeting the daggone grandparents. I'm a little lost here. What's happening? So I said to him, well, what is it that we're doing? Because I need to understand what we got going on here. So when you come in town, we kicking it, then you're going to go back to Japan. Like, what are we doing? He said, no, we're going to get married in July, in September. I laughed. I said, yeah, okay. Ain't think nothing else of it. He kissed me like some grand news had been dropped. And to him, <laughs> I agreed to it because I didn't say no. So, you know, we went on the rest of the evening, towed it up, had a good time. 
Next morning, I get introduced as a fiance. I'm confused. What just happened here? I was wow. like, wait a minute, what? And he was like, I told you last night. I'm like, yo, you were serious? And he was like, yeah, I was serious. You didn't think I was serious? I said, no. Can we talk about this? Because I was like really sitting there like, and then I said that for a minute because we were in public. No, he said what he had to say. He exactly. He had nothing else to say. So I stood there while he was talking to whomever he was talking to, thinking about it. And I'm thinking to myself, this is probably the only man you could be married to. Because see, one thing about my husband is he lets me be me. There's no stipulations mm-hmm. on who I have to be. You know what I mean? I can sit there mm-hmm. and watch TV with him and be like, damn, she got a fat ass. And in the same sense, I could be like, oh, he's so fine. And we good. Mm-hmm. We ain't got no issues. I can come home after being out with the girls. Like, man, this dude was talking to me. And he was fine as hell with a nice-ass car. But you know I love me some of you. And he's still good. <laughs> because we realize we're both human. You know what I'm saying? I ordered right. off the menu. That doesn't mean I'm not going to look at it. And right. I don't want you making me feel like it's a bad thing because I'm looking at it. All you need to know is that I'm not ordering no extra entrees around here. And we're good to go. And that's mm-hmm. it. He knows who he married. He knows I'm not the cheating type. Now, a single me is hell on wheels. But once I've committed to you, I've committed to you and only you. I don't believe in cheating. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I get to the point where I want to cheat, I'm out. And we ain't even got to do this. Because then my feelings ain't wrapped up in neither of yours. But I made sure he was well aware of that, too. I said, now, if you're going to marry me, you need to understand what type of woman you're marrying. Because you're marrying a tomboy. So, therefore, I'm a woman, yes, and a fine one at that. But don't get it twisted. I think the same way you do. (laughs) So, see, anything that you do, I can do it better. And I guarantee you, if I'm going to be crying with a broken heart, I'm going to make sure you got one, too. And that's just going to be what it is. So, we can agree on that. that. Is he thinking like that? Is he thinking like that? Who, my husband? No, Edward James Cuomo. Who do you think we're talking about? I don't know what that man thinks. I don't have ESP. So then how can you make the statement that you're thinking just like him if you don't know what he's thinking like? I know what my daddy's thinking because my daddy taught me the game. So, see, I think like him. All right, and there's nothing wrong with that. Only thing is... So, it is what it is. But women be like, I think like a man. You can't think like a man. You could think like an individual person. You could think you like a father. But, 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 but we don't my know. My father's a man, like, so how do I not think like a man? If I think like my father, then I think like a man. I don't say I right. think like all men, but I think like that one. Right. See, see, and, and that's what it is. So, so, so when I people said think a man, like, I didn't say men. See, men is plural. I said a. Get him. Get him for not listening correctly. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Said, I said I like, think like a man. Right, but man can be singular or plural. It can be, but the way I used it, I said a, and I also said twice that my daddy taught me the game. All right, I got you, but you also purpose. said it. But that's just I, I, like I you saying all men cheat. I would never say that because that's a large range. Right. All right. All right. There's Let's some men that, that think like women, so I don't want to think like them. They whine and bitch and stuff. I don't want to do that. Well, if they if they a man, do they really think they're women? Yeah, I don't see it. I don't make the kind I want. I know that. It ain't my cup of tea. Ryan, you you I, do a little whining and a little bitching a little bit. <laughs> only time I whine is when I wind down on Wednesdays. So be easy. Oh, 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 that was nice. 
Yeah, I be, you know, I be chilling in my own little world. As long as nobody bother me, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I need you to do right now, chilling, I need you to give everybody um, links or, Before we do that, oh, can I ask oh. a question? Before we round that oh. up, it's actually a, 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 a two-part question. and Well, it's two separate questions, actually. Firstly, when you're writing with another author, what's that process like, right? Like, do you, do you write together? Do you write apart? Do they write apart? And then secondly, um, what what kind of law are you going into? I, I want to go into oh, the law. Really, he really, he really has some questions. I'm proud of him. I'm sorry I had to interrupt. But he has some real questions, and I have got to <laughs> tell him I appreciate oh, some real questions. Thank you, Ron, for real questions. That's I want to go into criminal law, but I want juvenile. Um, I have this theory that adults do what they want to do, and um, normally it's a continued pattern. But with kids, you have the opportunity to stop the foolishness before it gets too deep. So I want to be, um, I want to be that that middle ground, that lawyer that is just sit down and tell them like, "Yo, I'm going to get you out of this mess." But how many messes do you want to get into before you learn a lesson here? Like, like where, where are you going? What are you going to do with your life? Like, I want to be that person. Um, kind of the cross between the lawyer and the counselor, but I definitely want to do criminal law, and I want to do juvenile. Because now, one that, bad juvenile case can go south. To that extent, I will give you a um a, a suggestion, because that's all I could do is make suggestions, is study automatics. Automatics? Automatics. He, 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 okay. he's, he's, from, he's from Georgia originally. Um, I forget what school he went to, but he was the third black lawyer in his in his law school. And then he moved to New York. Some of his um, more famous cases are Tawana Brawley, uh, the Central. He, he, he was um, a lawyer for one of the Central Park assailants, but his client wasn't one of the five. Um, he also did a whole bunch of other uh, several um, high profile cases, several rights several cases. Several high profile cases. That 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 dude they call oh, him the attorney. So he, he he's definitely somebody you may want to look into because if that's the way you're going, he's somebody that, that, that could lead you in the right direction. So I would just suggest him. Oh no, I done I done Googled him, I got it. And I'm gonna be all in his business. Because apparently he got books too. Not only does he have books, but he helped start something called the Freedom Party. It's a third party or an alternative party, political party that 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 helps us, you know, navigate our way through this political system. So he he's definitely somebody I would suggest you um you look into, and he he he's amenable to people reaching out to him. Oh no, I'm gonna let me tell you something. I I take advice, <laughs> I do, and I listen very closely. And from what I'm looking at, he's definitely somebody I need to reach out to. So I appreciate that. And what was your other question? Because I don't got deep into automatics out, over here. Well, when I mean you, you, you have the females you write oh, when with. When I'm writing with somebody else. When you write with them, what's that process? Um, when I write with my husband, we sitting right next to each other with the laptop, and we bouncing ideas back and forth. It's real easy to write with him because we've been together for so long. It's always like a yo, what you think about? Hey, like, that is the only one damn book. 
and we wrote that book in the car driving to New York, believe it or not, on the cell phone. Oh, wow. That's what's we up. We were having a conversation in the car. And he was like, yo, I got a book idea. So well, what is it? He got to telling me about it. We were going to um, Harlem Book Fair from Atlanta. So you know that's damn near 24 hours in a freaking car. So Indeed. he started typing it in his phone. He reading it to me. I'm like, well, what if she do this? And he's like, oh, let me get, okay, so how about I do this? Literally, by the time we got to New York, we were like five, six chapters into the story. Wow. And that's just being in the car. Now, when I write with Vet, it's always so weird. I feel like she's like my soulmate in the book world because me and her will be just having a hey, girl, hey conversation, and we'll get to talking about something, and it ends up a story. Or in the case of Worth More Than a Million, I saw the cover floating around. It was a pre-made cover. I'm like, yo, that cover is bomb. Why it look like somebody done got kidnapped or something? And I was telling her, I was like, let me tell you, this cover is haunting me. And I sent it to her, and I'm telling her about it. And I wrote the prologue to the book. So when I wrote, the, well, I wrote a piece of the prologue. When I wrote that part and sent it to her, I said, see, this is what that book is telling me. She turned around and sent me a completed prologue. So they ain't had no choice but to buy the cover. But then we'll get on the phone, and we'll start talking about the, you know, the, the, the storyline. And then I'll be like, okay, well, I'm going to go write a couple chapters. I'm going to shoot it to you, see what you think. And then me and her just kind of play back and forth like that. So we go between the phone and the emailing. Or sometimes in the inbox, if I'm up late at night and I pop something through the inbox, I just send it to her. Like, what you think about that? She's like, oh, my God, boss lady, hold on. Then next thing you know, she done sent me back another paragraph or two that matches what I just wrote. So with me and her, it's been said a million times. Even my mother says that she can't tell the difference on who wrote what. Because we mesh so well together. Like this, it just depends on who you're writing with and how y'all choose to do it. Did that answer your question, Ron? You already know it did. Stop being sarcastic. <laughs> well, you didn't say anything. You were like, oh, okay, I get it. I mean, nothing. I'm listening, and, and, and I, too, am taking notes because, you know, I got a couple of projects in, in the mix, so I, I want to know exactly how I may want to navigate you through that. You just got to find that, your lane. You know, some people are good with writing. Some people are better with conversation. With me and her, it works better with both because I swear every conversation we have leads into some weird storyline. So you up. just figure out, you know, just how everybody's got different learning styles. Like, I'm, I'm better sitting in front of a professor. I hate online school. It just works better for my schedule. But some people can just read the chapter and be good with it. I got to listen to the daggone lecture. I got to print out the notes and be able to see them and highlight them. Whatever works for you is what you what you do, even when writing a collaboration. Yes, ma'am. See, he gave me some advice. I gave him some. I'm running with mine. I like, love just don't know I'm about to go order this man's books. I'm about to go order these books and go Google this man. Before I, you I do that, you may go online. He has a um a lecture about Celia Slave. And, On YouTube. And, yes, it's at York College. I just seen it. I saved it. <laughs> Trust me, yes. I just Googled that man. I'm about that to be means, all in his business. He is a jewel for, for, for our community, for, for, for lawyers, for, for people, period. He he is definitely a jewel and somebody I, I, I suggest people pay attention to. Before he leaves us, to be the most feared lawyer. That's that's my thing. 
I intend to be the most feared lawyer in the state of Georgia. When I walk into a courtroom, I want them to know that I'm about my business. And you know that whispering that they do, like, who's this lawyer? Shit, he got at me at it. Man, look, that girl don't play no games in this courtroom. That's the whispering I want. That's what's up. That's definitely what's up. And, and see, one of the things that he, that one of the jewels that he gives lawyers is, 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 is war. So anytime you go into the battlefield, you have to secure the battlefield. So you bring people mm-hmm. into the courtroom with you. You don't go into the courtroom right. by yourself. You go into the courtroom with your people in the gallery so that it is your playing field that you're playing on because they go try to twist the rules around. And are you into basketball? No, I'm a football fan. Okay, football. So I don't know nothing about basketball. I know football though. It, it, it's certain things. There's certain rules in football that you you have to throw the ball forward, right? But mm-hmm. there's something called a lateral, right? So right. say you go in and you, and you run it, and you can toss the ball backwards. That's one of the rules of football, but that's not the you know what I'm saying. So you have to the find rules out what of football. So you can bend it a little bit. You got to find out where your gray areas are. Exactly. So once you know what the rules are, then you know how to manipulate those rules and bend oh, yeah, them. Yeah, you know how to bend them a little bit. And then exactly. I, I, okay, so weirdly, you know how they tell you TV is not real. I, even in my everyday life, I watch things that I feel like are going to add to who I am and what it is I'm doing. I binge watched, um, dang, and just because I'm about to tell you the daggone show, I can't think of what it's called. Um, I, I watched a show called Conviction. I watched a show called The O.C. The lawyer in The O.C. was a pro bono lawyer. He goes to defend this teenage boy, and he ends up bringing the boy home. He has a wife and one teenage son. This boy is from Chino, considerably the hood, and he brings him to Orange County. And he pretty much raises him. That boy getting every bit of trouble under the sun raises him, and the boy ends up becoming an architect. He goes to college and becomes an architect, something he probably would have never done had he stayed in Chino. And then I watched, um, oh, my God, what is this stupid show called? It was about a woman. Her husband was a, a lawyer, and he basically gets caught up in some type of prostitution scandal, and she's a lawyer too, and they just go through this whole insight. I was more interested in the cases that they were trying because it was a lot of different cases. But I say that to say this. I watch stuff like that because it's the path I'm on right now. So I make sure that every move I make is is about what it is I'm doing and where I'm trying to get to. I watch Scandal because that's all politics. You know, I'm more interested in the behind-the-scenes stuff, like what's going on in the White House, who's controlling the president while the president's controlling the United States, who's puppeting the president, because I believe the presidents are puppets. I don't think they control anything. You don't believe that. You know that. I do. Yeah, that too. They control nothing. And if you watch Scandal, you just watch them make sure Melly won so that they can tell her what to do to control the country as they wish. And I'm like, people think this stuff is TV. Half the stuff that goes on in the real world, they put into these TV shows because they know or they think that, especially as black people, we're not smart enough to know the difference between what's fabricated and what's real. Speak on, sister. Something to think about. So, see, I can watch anything and decipher which parts of it are things that I'm going to need later and which parts of it are fabricated, just like we can read a book and know that part sounds like some real stuff. That part, she just fabricated it to make it sound good. We in the business of fabricating stuff. So at this point in life, we should know the difference between what's real and what's fake. Indeed. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> that about. I knew you was going to say that. I started to say, no, I don't have no more questions because I knew you was going to ask me if I had any more questions. No. Oh, so you knew that I was going to be very considerate of your participation and your engagement. Thank you for knowing that I am that person. Can you spell participation and engagement? And your mama spell it? No, she did. That's why she worked for the government. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't with y'all too right now. I just cannot. I can't. I y'all ain't got no sense. It, I mean, it only takes a few minutes for me to realize that he is one. But you know y'all chemistry like. is everything, right? You know y'all chemistry mm-hmm. is just life because y'all be cracking me up. Sometimes mm-hmm. if I be sitting around and I realize that y'all be on, I call and just listen. <laughs> Because it's funny. Because, because it ain't chemistry. It's more like acid reflux. That's what it's like. That's what kind of chemistry it is. Make me want to throw up in my mouth sometimes listening to this damn book. And that explains that smell. That explains that smell. Vomit. Mm, mm, um, oh, my mm. God. Moving on. It's... It's it's sickening sometimes, just like that breath I'm talking about. So, so Imaz, I want to make sure, because you are our reader, you are our reviewer, and I want to make sure that you have gotten what you needed to go and find some good materials to, um, you know, consume, read in a day like you do. Anything you need. um, Yes, I do need the information for the one that's like, the one for the mayor who the girl is in love with, because I need to know what she did. <laughs> I need somebody to tap it. Like, you know how you have, like, one character, like, is this batshit crazy, and you like, okay, I need to know what she did. Because I'm not But do you want to know her name, Iman? Do you want to know her name? That's Please don't let her name be Iman or Jamie. No. Or, oh, okay. Oh, jeez. Take a chance. It is Karma. Her name is Karma Gomez. And her father mm, named her Karma. Yes, her father named mm, her Karma because, well, you know, her parents are crazy too, but her daddy named her Karma because he said that people always told him that he, would, he wouldn't amount to anything but a two-bit hustler. So when he had her and he knew that she was just perfect and he was going to become this big shot, he named her Karma. And she gonna wreak karma on everybody. So I'm mm, mm, mm. Okay, right. This one. And when is this one? Is this one ready now, or do I have to it's wait? All three parts are done, boo. All of them are finished. It is a complete series. So you have Karma's Child, Karma Deadly Demise, and The Mayor's Wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. All I need is some links, honey. Don't be and, in my inbox cursing me out, neither. Oh, you know, wait a minute. We friends on Facebook. You already know. Once I get done, I'm we are going to have a conversation. Let me you get right. If you piss her off, right she'll come talking. through, and she won't even be done. She'll come oh, she's going to be cursing right me out like, like everybody else be doing. Yes. You know how many people yell at me about karma? Karma was my first bestseller. And we, I mean, people just don't understand. Me and Vet did some, it was some late nights put into Karma because Karma was keeping us up because she was doing the most. But it was okay, though, because we knew that Karma was just a beast. That's what it was. That's what it was going to be. And we had to let her do her thing. Go over here. Let's see. 
Let me see. I'm I, trying to get these links. For, for you, boom. Right. So, okay, sure. so we are. Um, you know, the show King asked Imaj if she had any more questions, right? That smart shit is reserved it, for me. No, because Imaj knows how to, to ask everything she needs to. I don't have to do special processing skills for her. You, on the other hand, mm-mm, you don't always process. I am not touching this with a 10 foot pole. Uh, yeah. And I, I mean, just a regular reader. Like I only look at goddamn pictures or some shit. You only look at pictures. <laughs> but one. I mean, I'm not there. trying to tell all your business. I'm just trying to move to the next segment. I'm not trying to tell your business. That's you over here telling everybody your business. I mean, I didn't even bring any of that illiterate ass shit up at all. Like I be reading. All right, Imaj, check your inbox, bro. Cause see, these two right here, I'm not. But I put all three links in your inbox. I appreciate you. I see them right here. Mm-hmm. She's a Thank mama. you. I appreciate you. Can you put some shit in Ron's inbox that'll shut him up so I can segue into the next person? Oh, yes. And I like this Kindle price, too. Let me go ahead. Yeah, oh, I keep sure the price affordable. I am not trying to be nobody over there. So, so we had a topic that we um, posted as part of the show, and so we are going to maybe at least touch on that topic for those people who are listening, so that they can, um, you know, participate and or even just hear what we have to say, because you know that we're what's one thing in this family. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to end this live feed, and then I'm going to start a new live feed that is about the show topic. I like to give our guests their own um, video so they can do whatever they want to do with it, but then the topic for the show separate. So I'm going to finish this one. I'm going to tell Ron to shut up because he always has something else to say. I was sitting on the quiet you see, how, you see how they abused me? Excuse me, not they. How she abused me? She abuses you. Oh, that's right. I don't abuse you. Right. I am the neutral person. I told y'all this. I'm neutral. I'm I'm just here for laughing. Imam says she just want to laugh and read the book. <laughs> and travel the world. That's what I'm talking about. How was your trip, Imaj? My Listen, where'd you go? I, I went to the same place you did. I went to the Bahamas. Yes. So, I had such an awesome time. I got my tan that I seriously needed. Yeah. Um, because I look like a white woman from my waist down. I saw some of those pictures, and you look marvelous. Thank you, thank you. I got my melanin popping and whatnot. Yeah. I did a before picture of what I looked like before I got my tan. Y'all know I look like I look damn near white. Transparent. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I could give you a little bit of my chocolate, I'd say I would, because, honey, I'm all kinds of chocolate and loving it. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, I felt like a white woman with curly hair. That's all it was. So, <laughs> <laughs> a white woman with curly hair. So, my friend who is melanated, you know, she's like, um, Tessa, you want to sit on the, on the, 
thing by yourself because I'm not going out there and getting real black with you. I think you were sitting on a thing in the Bahamas? Let me, let me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the same so thing. No, no, I was with Ron okay. on that one. I'm sorry. Okay. So, okay, we took a cruise or whatnot. So, and it was Carnival, and you know how Carnival has all them kids. Oh, I was right next so to I, you. I was on another one. What's the one I was on? Um, The Royal Caribbean. Oh, okay. So I've done Royal Caribbean before, and it's not as many kids on Royal Caribbean than on Carnival. So I was at the Serenity Pool, and so if you see a picture that looks like me sitting at the back of the boat getting my legs tanned, that's me sitting at the Serenity Pool with nothing but silence because I was all kid out. I was like, these children are about to drive me nuts, and my kid ain't even here. Like, what? So... Um, my friend, she left me out there by myself. She said, I'm not going, I'm not doing this with you. She said, I've already chopped it enough, and I like my tan the way it is. You sit your yellow ass out here, and you <laughs> get all the tan that you need. Um, I ate to my heart's content. I drank to my heart's content. I met people from all over the place. Um, me and, and Emma. And on the thing. I I sat on the chair. Why do you keep on the being that, Ron? <laughs> I, girl, I was trying to understand what she was sitting on too, because you know I might say that if I'm trying to talk in code of some sort. And no, you know, I was in this boat with Ron. I just couldn't get chair on the screen today. I just couldn't give a I'm just saying. I mean, I may I, I may no look thing. at him and say. I'm going to meet you upstairs because I'm going to go sit on the thing. Like, you know what the hell I'm talking about. You just meet me up there. <laughs> the kids might be around. Oh, my God. Y'all are too much. If somebody but, could agree with him on his stupid I'm stuff. I'm saying, okay. I've been on Carnival a couple of times and people were sitting uh-huh. on my thing. What? Yes. Oh, yes. 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 I would See? like to raise my hand to say I was not sitting on anybody's anything except for oh, a well. chair. Then you didn't have no fun. <laughs> yes, I well, did. You was doing? Okay, so okay, so listen, let's talk about these men folk on these boats, honey. So the men folk, the men folk on these boats. So listen, I have because you had a perfect twin on the boat. Yeah, I had a whole lot of boat street twins on the boat. Um, one of the girls yeah. with the fun squad, she was a birthday twin, and then the little guy I met in the Bahamas that was my birthday twin. And so... You didn't bring I, him back with you? Hell no, he went over enough. What? I was just... Uh, what? I don't think I was you were supposed to be summer in the Bahamas, Amash. You were you supposed, supposed to give him some and go on back home. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Y'all got me mixed up with the people out here in these streets. So maybe y'all don't understand. I don't do strange things in strange places. Okay. It ain't strange know. once you sit on it and bounce on it for a couple of minutes. That's it. Is. It becomes very familiar. No, thank This you. conversation is, no, going, is derailing really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it. Right, we're going to talk about family. family. Right, my bad. Now you got to have Maj sitting on somebody's strange <laughs> thing. <laughs> and I don't even want to. And, and, and I'm not saying that for five minutes. After 
after five minutes, y'all familiarize yourselves with each other, mm-hmm. and it's good. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> and then at that point, it's okay to sit on the strange thing and ride the ride. It's not <laughs> okay. Yes, it's, it's, it's it not is. Okay out in these streets. It's not I okay. agree with you, Ebony. Okay. Salad. Life is short. Grab a condom and get it in. That's all. I would like to say no. I would like to say no. Let me tell my story about the men on these ships. So, thank you for saying no, Iman. I needed that in my life. (laughs) No. No. God, no. So, anyway. (laughs) So, in my experience on cruise ships, I've noticed that either most men on the ship are very married, they are very gay, or they with a less Ooh. melanated female. Okay. Okay. So I'm go I'm walking back to the Serenity Pool by myself and this man stops me in the hallway and he's like, Hey, I can't find my room. Mind it we're we're in the area where the state rooms are. So I was like, well, you might want to have to go to guest services to try to check that out because it's not necessarily printed on your card, but you'll have to go to guest services since you feel like you're lost. I said, I can't really help you. So I think this was a trigger of him trying to just try to talk to me. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'm going to go on about my business. Because my, I don't want over him already. I see your ring. You have a nice day, sir. So... As we proceed with our vacation, every time that I saw this man, he was staring a whole asshole in me. My friend, a whole asshole. A whole asshole. Like, I felt like I had holes everywhere because that's how many holes this man was staring into my ass. No, he was just looking at one or two holes in particular. It was just one or two holes. <laughs> yeah, he was, trying to, he was trying to figure out how he was getting in somewhere. That's all. And so my my friend who is like, wow, she's observant like me. And so she was like, why does this dude keep staring at you? I said, girl, that's that man I was telling you about who stopped me in the state room. And she was like, I mean, damn, if he don't speak. I said, well, he should because I speak to everybody. I don't talk to everybody on the boat. I don't probably be for the 2,000 people on the goddamn boat because I talk to everybody. So... All he had to do was speak. So we're in the little club or whatnot because on, on the night of my birthday, my friend was like, we're going to stay up all night and we're going to do anything that you want to do on this boat. I was like, we're going to the club, girl. I need to shake my ass because y'all know me. I like to shake my ass and whatnot. Yes. So somehow he's managed to sit beside my friend. And I feel him staring a hole into my backside because I'm dancing. And I'm like, God damn, just speak. If you want to dance, just come on and dance. Like, what? I said, I'm not going nowhere with you because I recognize the fact that you have a ring on your finger. But, sir, you can speak. I thought, matter of fact, I had a pl- two married couples buy me a goddamn drink on the goddamn boat. Look, I thought that. You were supposed to be swinging on the boat then. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so up there was the strange peen. I don't do white peen. Does that make sense? Oh, shit. Okay. I'm back now. He does. Because I, you know, I ain't never found none that I wanted to sit on, so not the white kind. And I was real nice to them. They bought me it's drinks. Conversation. Cause they, cause conversation. It's conversation, Lord. Help me, Lord. <laughs> I had a good time. Like, 
you know, I really did. Me and Emma, who was from England, me and her had a good time talking to each other. I talked to the couple from Virginia. They were country as hell. They worked in my country, honey. They were terribly country. So I talked to Zena. <laughs> I met Miss Shirley. Miss Shirley was a Sally. You would have liked Sassafras Shirley because that thing was sassy, right. honey, and she had me tickled. I <laughs> like it already. And me and her ate dinner with each other about every night because I needed her to be sitting at my table. I need to be talking to you, Miss Shirley. Because she was funny. <laughs> First of all, I like, this is me. As a matter of fact, one of my Facebook friends was on the same ship as me. Oh, that's cool. cool. So, me and her, you know, sat down and we talked a little bit like, I had a good time. I didn't necessarily need no type of penis or nothing. Not to have a good time. Um, as long as I got my tan and some fruity drinks and some clear blue water, I was okay. Whatever. Well, I was hoping that you got some since I didn't, but I mean, I took the kids with me, so it was really no time for that. Mm-mm, I was okay that before I left them when I got back. Children go to sleep. They oh. got that camp carnival shit. You could send their ass there. My bad. I'm mm-hmm. yeah, I took care of that before I left them when I got back. I was shit. fine. This has turned into a show of how to get sex on a cruise ship. Mm-mm, yes, I'm not sick the first night. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I need to get sex on a cruise ship. Oh, I can tell you how to get sex on a cruise ship. It ain't that hard at all to get sex This is not actually, this is not how this is supposed to be going at all, guys. Make a family. You can make a family on a cruise ship. But... Oh, no. Especially because them clients were $10. Wow, there's a lot of families on a cruise ship. Like, hello, Ron. Um, did you just really, really? That's worse than the same comment. But there was a lot of families on the cruise ship. There was a lot of them. We could yeah, make I a family family. Can I tell you, I love you so much for trying to just keep it right. In here. Thank you. <laughs> I, I tried. Thank you. Well, you had me and Ron on the damn phone the same time anyway. Right. Well, that, that, that was a cold damn mistake. It started out good. I was actually going to give him credit. It started out really well. He really did a good job of, of staying on the topic. He even asked you questions, and they were good questions. But I knew. I knew at some point. He took it. He took a different turn than usually. Usually, you he goes in to try to be your boo, but this time he just took a whole other turn with you, and you just participated. Like Ebony, you did. You kind of yeah, kind of went along with him a little bit. Birds of a feather. Great page this time. You know, me and Ron was on. He was there. Y'all just mad because y'all wasn't there with us. Y'all some haters. They just mad. They just mad. One don't of them scared to get on the boat, and the other one be on the boat done. scared to get on the thing. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Emaj, I know you didn't give nobody no thing or take no thing from nobody. I know better. And you don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to argue against this craziness. I, I, I promise y'all they was married and gay. They was married and gay, all of them. It wouldn't well, matter because I know that's not your thing. I know you are not traveling to get strange things or give strange things or have strange things given unto thee. I know it's not. So 
You don't even have to discuss it. We already know better. And I don't, I don't know. Well, I'll come to the conclusion that God knew that I was so free-spirited. That's why he married my ass off from then where, because I never went on a cruise until I got married. But had I went on one prior to, man, listen, I have stories in them books for days that y'all be trying to figure out whether they're true or not. Honey, I got one from the sales station where every man on the goddamn boat was gay. Now, listen, let me tell you something. And that's well, all I don't know about you, but I got some stories. Ron, I'm not no, shut up I'm, because you have Ron, so many you stories. A, Every time you get a, on a boat, it's <laughs> terrible. But here's oh. the thing. I've always you constantly okay, so y'all read, the <laughs> Listen, y'all have read like truth to the game. Everybody goes out of the country and finds some random ass somebody to go give it up to in a damn waterfall. I always thought that shit would be great, except I got married off and never got to go. No. Everybody doesn't. I'm going out the country. I've kept my cat to myself. What are y'all doing? No. Thank you, Eva. Thank you for being the hope. Thank you for being my hope. What are you saying? I knew you you were going to say that. You're so stupid. I know you heard that (laughs) in that word. No, you, you, you got to come back. You always know where the P is, so I know you heard the P in that word. <laughs> oh, I know where the P is, and I know the P is a thing, and you should have somebody sit. Anyway, my bad. Wow. Oh, God, this train has fallen clearly off the track. I mean, All I, I know is the first time I got on the whole topic one time, the topic okay. of the show was family, and no one has discussed <laughs> it. And every time I try okay. to segue into it, this perverted dude pulls in Ebony, who is so willing to jump on in this conversation, and we go way less out of this conversation. The train Emily. station is, like, closing down. Okay, this I'm going to fix this, more. You ready? Here's my fix. I'm going to tell you what I miss about family. Now, I love my family. My mama has six of us. We all have kids and grandkids and stuff, but I do recall – my grandmother always had Sunday dinner, like big mama type Sunday dinner. You know, the the, the baked chicken and the, all the fixes, almost like Thanksgiving every Sunday. Uh, since she died, my mom tries to do maybe like a once a month thing where she makes us. Yeah, I said make. That little five feet two woman make you do anything she wants you to do. She makes us either come to her house for dinner or we'll we'll meet at some restaurant that she'll choose, and that's like her ploy to you know have all her kids in one one place at the same time. And I mean the once mm-hmm. a month is cool because everybody's so busy. But I do recall when it was a must that you be at grandma's house on Sunday. Mhm. So that's one thing that you missed. Thank you for that. That does hit the topic that we were talking about. Because one of the posts that I did create for this topic was. What is something that you miss about family? Just to see how many people actually realize that there are some things that we just don't do anymore. Culturally, um, I don't know if that's safe to say culturally, but I think there are some things that we have stopped doing um, where family is, is, is concerned. And I think it comes easy because we get to say things are not convenient anymore. And um, as the world continues to make life convenient by getting technology, I think we also have to acknowledge that the technology sometimes takes away from the personal touches of people. 
things we miss with family. I remember in particular one one winter, everybody went downstairs from the house, and we went outside, and as a family, we had snowball fights. And that, it, it, it was a beautiful night until I slipped on the ice and, and hit my head on the ground. But yeah, that's what happened to you. Well, no, that's just one of the things. That's just that's just one of the things that made me the person I am. But you have I, a I head remember injury. several, <laughs> several, several head injuries. I, I, I anyway. Rob, did you use garbage bags to um as a sled to slide down the hill when you were younger? Well, we. I mean. Just because I come from the ghetto don't mean we did ghetto shit. I mean, <laughs> we right. always done. Let me tell you, my grandma was white, but she his house on the hill, and it was like two sleds in the garage. So her ploy to get everybody out of the house at one time was to hand the rest of us garbage bags. She's like, all it's going to do is you're going to slide down the hill. you be fine. So, yeah, we went sliding down. Her house was literally on the top of a hill, one of those driveways you don't want to go up because of the snow because you're going to slide right back down. Mm. I mean, thank mm, you for mm, that. Mm. I never did that. And now that you say it, I'm thinking, like, maybe I need to try that because that sounds like, you know, it, it may be very slippery. And, well, <laughs> we ain't going to talk about slippery because the mods might think about the boat. But anyway. Oh, oh God. How do we get back but to the boat? How did we, I get ran over by this bus? <laughs> like, he's got this whole obsession with you and a thing. No, I, I was I was talking about like from suntan lotion slippery. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's sure you have on my, I did have on my Hawaiian tropic. Mm-hmm. See, I knew that. I knew that. Y'all but, is a mess. Let me ask y'all another question. Did yes. y'all ever start in the project? Right, and I remember my mom used to make us mop the floor. And we had, like, this long hallway that led to the bedroom. And I would mop the floor. But before I mopped the floor, I would pour the damn soap water down the hall. And I would run and slide down. And so I ended up in the damn No. My, no. my mother was a... Please, I wish I would have. My mama would have whooped my ass. She had to doing it first. It make our Mm-mm. own fun. Mm-mm. No. We can have fun, but don't you tell up our house. No, 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 no. <laughs> we had to clean like it that. up. Lord knows I tried to clean it up before I got caught, but I'd be damned if I didn't do that. Every time she told me to mop the floor, she would leave. I'm going to the store, mop the floor. Man, i pour that whole bucket on the floor, and me and my sister would run with no shoes on and just slide until we ended up mm. in the wall of the hallway. Mm. You would not have done that in P. Reed's house. Not, for the, <laughs> not with the sergeant. No, you would not have. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not the sergeant. Uh-uh, honey. Uh-uh. We never did that, but one thing I I do remember is waking up Saturday mornings and no TV come on, but the radio come on and everybody clean the goddamn house. So I remember those days. Right, Ooh, those were the good old days. Boy. The baseboards and everything. Everything. Saturday. Your job was to do the kitchen, and your job was to do the bathroom, yeah. and you had the bedrooms, and you had the vacuum in the yeah. living room, and you used to dust yeah. the, the bric-a-brac and all that, you know what I'm saying? The, the, every, y'all was, every Saturday before anything could happen, before you can go before anywhere, do anything. Nothing before you cleaned up. My kids don't do uh-huh. nothing. My kids clean their rooms. That's it. That's all I make them clean. Because I hated that my mother used to make us clean everything. But it builds something in you. 
build something in you and, and you have those memories. And I mean, not, not to say that everything they did when we were growing up was right, but it built something in us to, 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 to not accept all that dirt and that filth and, and to have a certain structure and things of that nature. And I look back on it now and I wish I had those days. Yeah. Me and yeah, my, um, I mean, and I, and I think it, it, it built a lot of, it built a lot of um, understanding. I think it was one of those things that it was an understanding that you had obligations in your home before you got yeah. to mm-hmm. this pleasurable stuff. You know, you you have you owe it to your where you live, where you lay your head, where your mama's gonna sleep. You owe it to your family to take care of that business before you go kicking it at the park or on the cruise ship or on somebody's thing. You need to go clean up your residence, you know? So. Well, you say on somebody's thing. Let me tell you something. Well, how you that think was... Grandma and Grandpa had your aunties and uncles? So she was on that thing. Oh, my bad. Oh, my God. And on that note, we're going to call it an evening because we didn't know where to come. You can't come back from that kind of shit. People are talking about what your grandmama did. Grandma got it. Gra- got grandma it. was a nasty ass. Grandma we, had like 18 children. She got it a lot. No, my have, grandmother did not have 18 have children. to say, Ooh, my mom has Lord. My grandmother's only had three children. What do you want me to say? How do you want me to bring these heathenish, lustful spirits out of this place? I got to run the. I got to bless these out of here. This is what I want to do. I want to say that says that I can lust as long as it's over one man. So um, I'll go do what y'all can. Okay. And um, yeah, that part because I can do it legally. And ethically and spiritually, too. So let me go do that for you. Well, all uh, I know is this is almost over. Well, Ron, we all know what you do with your two-day-old baby. We know what you do, so you don't Just have to put that out there. Ron again, I bet you that. <laughs> Y'all know me and Ron act up like this all the time. This is normal behavior. I'm about Very to normal. everything. This little clock is going to run out and this shit is going to be muted and everybody's going to be like, it's dead air on the show. Boy, show. Yeah, it is. It's dead air. <laughs> it's dead. not because Nobody of me talks. this time. I didn't do it. No, Amaj behaved herself. Amaj just gonna be in my inbox cussing me out for the rest of the week when she reads karma. Mm-hmm. Because when I get married, I'm gonna wait till Friday to purchase them. I'm gonna wait till Friday, so I'm gonna read them over the weekend when I well when I ain't doing nothing. Cause you know, when you gonna read them, Amaj? Say what? When you gonna read them? This weekend, she gonna be in my inbox cussing me out. Oh no, 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 no! She did the weekend. The weekend. She after I get done with my volunteer work and my charity stuff and on the day party, I'll sit down somewhere and the read. The day party? Oh, yeah, honey. We still celebrate my birthday. They have a it's day party every weekend. They have a day party. <laughs> no. Yes, that is a good time. So, yeah, it's still my birthday, Mom. Shamor, so you I hear your child? I've been for the last few days. Hey, they, they, they got rid of all the I don't walk into a whole basketball game at my house and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, the game's still on. Okay, yeah, we got to end this show. Fuck family. The game is on. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Oh, now you want to end it. Oh, okay. That's okay. Oh, my God. Our family. Just ask it. You heard his voice? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is that like wine? It is, honey. I don't walk into the house of my house. Hi, Mom. Hi, Miss Shamora. You hear hey, that voice, though? That yeah, deep voice. Same. She said, hey, Pop. Yeah, it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same little voice uh, as I tell you, Kwan, you better watch her. She got middle-aged boys all over the world going after it's her. So, it's so nice to hear you. I'm sorry we didn't get Thank to talk you. when you called me. Honey, he ain't listening to you. He watching this game. Seeing it right in front of my TV. <laughs> yeah, him and my husband got, like, the whole thing going on in here. Well, if it helps you, Ron, Atlanta got 11. Well, from what I'm looking at, I told you I'm not number best, but I see 11 and 9. That game, that game ended already. They watching a the replay or something. Why? Y'all watching a replay? Oh, this is a replay? What game is on? I got to tell Ron the schedule. I mean, the um the score of the game that's on the TV. The Spurs is playing right now? Yeah, the Spurs hey, Mark, is playing. are we really sitting here getting the score? Like this ESPN and, and them? Look. Let me tell y'all, football season, ain't nobody giving me to do no blog show nowhere because I'm going to be too busy watching football. And, this is Evan and Ron's uh, ESPN at 12. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But Adrian Peterson just came to my team, so see, it done got real for me. Adrian Peterson that came over to the Saints. It's going down. Oh, well, that's good that he came to the strength. We'll see. We'll see you all later. We'll see you later. Oh, yeah. Very soon. We ready. Uh, let, me, let me just say that I am so done with this show right now. Footnote for the record book. I am so done. I'm done. I'm standing like Did you start off saying that there was going to be no side conversation? None. Yes, she I did. Said that we were going to focus on the topic? She told all them good lies at the beginning. And then I she said, if you believe it, then she was going to buy you a lake. She was going to sell some land. some land on a lake in the middle of the desert. That's right. Because right. I, know, I know who worked here, and I know who was visiting who worked here. And I know that they can't act right so shit. Now, ooh, I we can't just be letting people in at the at the front door without no passes. I'm well, listen. I tell you what. Everybody I'm going to let pass. me tell y'all what I'm gonna do next. I'm gonna eat these rum infused cupcakes I got over here. Mm-hmm. It's With a shot of rum. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna go Somebody do what y'all can't do. It's gonna be on a thing somewhere. Somebody's on a thing. Yes, somewhere. most definitely. I'm getting off mm-hmm. this phone line. I'm gonna I'm, do I'm it for everybody. That's all. Hey, that's a good. They said that the rum infused cupcakes everyone. are gonna have me on the thing this evening. Yes. Yours. <laughs> wait, wait. Why did I repeat it to my husband? He goes, "What thing?" I said, "Yours." He said, "Oh." Hey, look, listen. Too much. Too much. It's time to go to bed. Okay. This, I have finished. That was a highlight of my evening. A little bit more than just a, a talk radio show. We about to become a porn site. I'm about to go ahead and dismiss myself because they're not going to be looking for my EIN for selling porn on the internet. I don't have one for that. So I, like I don't do porn radio. So I'm getting off here. I am done. If y'all would like to, but y'all I am have y'all tax documentation for this shit. I'm done. <laughs> I'm going mm-hmm. to eat my cupcakes. I'm, I'm not messing with y'all at all. We should do my cake. Sally just approved. That's all it is. Sally approved, and she's trying to change her margin to one 
telling her not to go on vacation and get no peen. Listen, do not do not respond. Do not respond. It is a setup. Do not. Just leave the in and them over here talking to himself, okay? Just leave them alone. Leave them alone. We gonna say goodnight. Well, I'm gonna go upstairs and kiss my baby and kiss my lady, and I don't know if the six weeks is up yet, but I might be doing what you're doing, Ebony. Okay, I'm getting off the phone. Listen, you only got to wait four in real life. You ain't got to wait six. I never waited six. Go test some more. Yeah, you should have told me that. Nine months from now, you're going to have another baby. Don't you listen to her. Stuff work differently these days. No, 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 I'm not. No, it's called rub it in your skin like lotion. (laughs) That's it. I'm gonna act like Trump and drop those damn seventy five fifty eight missiles. Goodbye. This is the button. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Love you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with these people?